Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here for another episode of Child Of. I am your host, Joanna, and it's so good to be talking with you all again today. This week, we are talking about domestic violence because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I'm going to share some stats with you. I'm also going to share some warning signs of abusive people, some which are narcissist specific and some which are key to spotting literally any abuser really quickly. I'm going to really focus in on signs of emotional abuse because I feel like that flies under the radar more than like the blatant obvious, like he hit me or she kicked me or they tried to strangle me, you know. Now, I want to say that while not all abuse is physical, all abuse is emotional. And emotional abuse is just as damaging long-term as physical abuse is. It still leads to the same kind of PTSD symptoms. And in some cases, it is actually more damaging in the long run than some forms of physical abuse. And that's not to in any way dismiss the seriousness of physical abuse or any abuse in general. It is all ugly and it is all extremely detrimental to the victim What I want you to understand, though, is that abuse is abuse is abuse. Bruises on your skin are just as deep as bruises that are only on your psyche that no one can see. So let's talk about some warning signs or abusive behavior that you should look out for if you're dating or if you're already married or, you know, if you're just looking for friends. These traits can be found in anyone. Uh, Let's start with extreme jealousy. This one can be a little bit under the radar because it doesn't seem like it should be such an issue, but it can be a huge red flag. Um, Possessiveness. Obviously, this is not good. We are all distinct and we belong to ourselves and we belong to God, not to other people. The next is unpredictability. When you are dating someone or if you are a friend with someone and they're extremely unpredictable, that is not a good foundation for any kind of relationship. Next is a bad temper. Obviously, anger needs to be managed. If someone that you're dating or married to or friends with cannot control their anger, that's something that they need to work on and something you need to stay away from. Next is cruelty to animals. This one is pretty blatant. If someone you know is vicious with animals, stay away. Uh, Verbal abuse. This is one that I'm pretty passionate about. Have you ever had a friend or known someone who the basis of the relationship with other people was uh, joking with them, but in a really harsh and not really funny way, like putting them down or putting themselves down? That's a form of verbal abuse, and it's masked as a joke. If you think that it's funny to say mean things to people all the time, um, you might need to check in with yourself and figure out where that's coming from. Next is extremely controlling behavior. And I want to pause here because this one can look like a lot of different things. It can really have to do with all aspects of life. Your finances, your children, the clothes that you wear, um, what time of day you're allowed to go out, 
if you're allowed to go out, who you're allowed to go out with, how you wear your hair, um, what you do sexually, what you have faith in, if you're allowed to ask questions about anything. And it's important to understand that no person should have control over these things in your life. If you're a person of faith, you can bring these things to God and you can let him have control over things. It's it's one thing to take things to a higher power, but another human being should not control your finances, how you spend time with your children, if you can have pets, how you have sex, what clothes you wear, how you present yourself, the questions you ask, what you believe in. They should not have control over those things. Those things should come from within you. Okay, the next one kind of plays into verbal abuse, and that is demeaning the victim either privately or publicly. It's important that whoever you're spending your time with, whoever you're dating, whoever you're married to, treats you the same in public and in private, and that is with compassion and respect and love. As children of narcissists, though, I feel like we are predisposed to end up in abusive relationships because that's all we've ever known. So if you're listening to this and your mother or your father or your guardian was a narcissist, be on your highest alert because likely you're going to attract some bad people into your life. And it's not your fault. It is what you have been predispositioned to look for and to accept that kind of behavior in your life. It takes time and a lot of healing to begin to learn that you are worth more and that you can demand respect, empathy, love, compassion to be listened to in any relationship or you can leave. As far as my own story goes, I know that growing up, watching my mom just be so silent and so submissive and so so much of a doormat to my dad really imprinted in my mind that that was the way that you were supposed to be around really strong-willed or abusive people that you just needed to cower or cave in or just not say anything. And so having been given that model for relationships, I went out into the world and I mirrored that. In my relationships, I didn't speak my mind. I was too afraid to say what I thought if it went against the grain of what my partner thought. And I ended up in some really abusive situations. I was sexually abused in one of my relationships. And I remember at one point standing in this coffee shop and they had a poster for domestic violence and warning signs up on the wall. And I remember standing there in line reading it and realizing, oh my gosh, this is me. It's interesting to me that our bodies and our minds are so good at hiding the obvious from us. When we're constantly exposed to things that scare us or make us afraid of other people and we're not able to get out of those situations, our body slowly begins to normalize those feelings until it's something that is just second nature. And I know for me growing up in a home where my father was abusive emotionally and verbally and occasionally physically, watching my mom just cower to him and be silent, my body and my brain normalized that. So when I experience those same feelings of fear, terror, 
wanting to hide, feeling isolated or misunderstood, that was normal for me. And it wasn't until I saw a poster describing what I was dealing with and labeling it as something bad that my brain finally said, oh, yep, that's that's right. Now, ironically, the next thing that I experienced was a frustration with myself and anger at myself for allowing myself to get into a situation like this or a relationship like this or normalizing these things when, in fact, it didn't start with me. I was programmed to accept this kind of behavior um, and to call it normal, despite the fact that I would never, in my wildest dreams, think of treating someone the way that I was being treated. There was that disconnect between, oh, someone else can treat me like this, but I would never treat anyone else like that because, well, that's abusive. And you just... It just doesn't click. Being in a fear state is not rational. You you lose all that. It goes out the window. And that's why it's important to spend time alone and to really heal is because if you're constantly in that fear state or if you're getting into bad relationship after bad relationship because you're predisposed to search for those kinds of things, those kinds of attributes in other people, you're going to continue to not think clearly And the cycle is vicious and it will continue. There's a reason why I've talked so much in the past about learning how to say no and learning how to ask questions because it's vital to becoming a better, healthier self and to preventing yourself from getting into relationships that are abusive. If you, from the get-go, say no to someone and their reaction is abusive, you can say, okay, I have a good idea that you're not the kind of person that I want in my life and I'm going to move on. Or if you challenge or question them on things that they do early on in the relationship, like literally on the first date or the first meeting, and you you can get a really good read on how they respond under pressure. If they're able to stay calm and respond to you with respect, that's a good sign. If they blow up or get angry with you, then that, my friends, is a red flag. A general rule of thumb is if you wouldn't treat someone else that way, don't allow yourself to be treated that way. And if you're currently in a situation that you know is indicative of domestic violence, please get online. Uh, If you have a phone, if you have a computer, Uh, Google domestic violence resources in your area and reach out. Call the first phone number you can find and say help. The national hotline number for domestic violence is 1-800-799-7233. 1-800-799-7233. And if you know someone who you think is being abused, don't give up on them. If they're still in denial, pray for them, show up for them. And if you are being abused verbally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, know that despite what you've been programmed to think, you have great power within you, you are strong, and you are able, you are deserving of love and compassion. And if you're the child of a narcissist and you've found yourself in relationships that are violent or abusive, please know that this is not something that you caused 
It is what you are predisposed to look for in a relationship. Keep that in mind. Obviously, you need to do the work to heal, but it's not your fault that these people keep coming out of the woodwork for you. And if you're currently a victim of domestic violence in any way, shape, or form, and you have no one to talk to, please reach out to me. My Instagram is linked in the podcast description. I would love to talk to you. I'm here for you guys all the time, 24-7. Send me a message, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Now, at the beginning of the episode, I promised you guys some statistics, and I am going to follow through with that. I wanted to end the episode with the statistics. It's really important to know that you're not alone and to hear the numbers, if only just to gain a little bit of perspective on what's going on in the wider world. Now, I pulled these stats straight from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, and here goes. On average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million women and men. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner contact sexual violence, and or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as injury, fearfulness, PTSD, or use of victim services, construction of sexually transmitted diseases, etc., that was a mouthful. One in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. One in seven women and one in 25 men have been injured by an intimate partner. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner. And that data is not available on men. One in four women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence. And one in seven women and one in 18 men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime to the point in which they felt very fearful or believed that they or someone close to them would be harmed or killed. On a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to the DV hotlines nationwide. Only 34% of people who are injured by intimate partners ever receive medical care for their injuries. Now, these are just a few of the statistics. There are many more if you want to go to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence website. They have a lot of information there. I hope that these statistics serve as a reminder for those of us who have already survived these kinds of situations to turn around and be a helping hand to those who are still in it. And I hope that for those of you who are listening who are still in an abusive relationship, that this, this episode and these statistics and this information shows you that you're not alone and that there are resources out there for you. Anyhow, that's all for this episode. As always, new episodes are out every Tuesday, so don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. I know I always say this, but it makes my day when I hear from you guys. So please, please, please hop over to my Instagram. They're both linked in the podcast description and say hello. I'm not just here to talk into a microphone. I want to know you guys and I want to build a community here where we can all encourage each other through our struggles. Sending you all love and peace. I'll talk to you again next Tuesday.